Welcome, everybody, to the Seattle Sports Union Podcast with me, Abraham DeWeese, and our angry Oregon Duck fan. That's one, Matthew Page. And your host, my friend, the man of the hour, the man with the power, he's too sweet to be sour, Brian, the soul (laughs) man, Solak. Wow, what an introduction. What's up, guys? How you doing? (laughs) Well, apparently I'm angry. I I wasn't aware of that fact but you are an angry duck fan yeah apparently i'm angry so i've heard that i guess that's all i'm doing i heard that Trending from a guy twitter in fact so <laughs> <laughs> anyways how, is every, everybody's doing well yeah yeah doing well i mean actually no i'm not doing well i just want to say this like when you're on the freeway and people are not doing the speed limit can we come to a consensus as a voting public here in 2020, as we vote, you know, this coming November that we should perhaps summarily remove camping from the fast lane. I, I thought you were going to ask for people who are, uh, aren't going to speed them to be dragged from their cars and shot, but Matthew page more moderate. That's- so I, 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 I can advocate for this. This is much more modern. <laughs> this is this is not the Spanish Inquisition. I would not no, expect. No. You should not expect <laughs> no these things. Expect the Inquisition. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I don't like these people. I'm not a fan. Okay. I, I, uh, but well, I don't want them executed. God dang it, Matt Page. <laughs> I don't want How them executed. How about that? Everyone, don't listen to Matt, okay? How about, yeah, don't listen to Matt. How about gently nudged with my Jeep off the road? (laughs) Fair enough. You can bring me me some business. I'll come tell him off the road after you nudge him off. Ooh, the toe father has spoken. Real quick, before we get started here, the Sounders are losing to Portland 1-0 right now. I don't like this. I better turn it around. <clears throat> okay, the toe father has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that. Sounders, um, did, did you hear that? You better get your act together. No, I was watching that. I was also watching the uh, slap and tickle fight that they do call the uh, NFC East. And oh, um, yeah. no, neither result has been interesting or. Cool. Or, did you did you see the metaphor for Daniel? Uh, what does Jones's career? No. <laughs> Uh, he he broke free from the uh, from the, the the Eagles defense, ran for eighty yards, and fell over at the eight yard line. No, I saw that. That was kind of hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's right, the, let's get to start it. Go ahead. Do you have one more thing to say? No, I was just going to say that's a metaphor for the NFC East as a whole. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah. No shit. Uh, anyways, yep. Well, um, one more, one more note on the on the Sounders. It's only minute thirty-two right now, so they got plenty of time. No worries. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, let's get started. Seahawks just had a bye week. Um, something happened on Sunday, and, I, and it's really bothered me. And I, we're going to start it off the show. I'm I'm just going to read it how how, how we question how it's worded in the question. And the Atlanta Falcons <laughs> kicked, kicked the shit out of the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday. <laughs> In my opinion, that makes our, our Seahawks' victory over Minnesota look like a lucky win. Am I wrong here? 
I mean, conv- convince me we, that was a quality win against Minnesota. I mean, Atlanta had zero wins on the season, and they go into Minnesota and, and they blow them out. Wait, do I mean, so you mean that makes, it makes our win over Atlanta I'm, look lucky? No, our, now Minnesota, in fact. I mean, well, either or, I don't, fine, either or. But I, I thought it, when we beat Minnesota, I thought that was a quality win. But now, to me, it looks like we, we, we got lucky. I mean, we beat a bad team. The fundamental I mean, core precept. The fundamental core precept of what you're explaining, Brian, is that yeah, by the transitive nature of each team playing each other, that would mean that the Seahawks would look to be a lesser team than we would expect. Perhaps lucky. Perhaps a ball bounce the right way. But I don't know. I just you know I can accept that in a college atmosphere where you can compare like opponents. But the only problem here is that we played both the Atlanta Falcons and we played the Vikings and we played both at essentially their top, their top level of uh, talent and defeated both. Now, if you want to say like, okay, well, we didn't beat either team by a great amount. No, we didn't. And that's not going to be this team, dude. This team is not going to, it's just not going to blow anybody out. We're going to score a lot of points. Number one, number one offense in the league, scoring 34 points per game. We're going to give up a lot of points. That's the style of this team. And when I, you know, when I look at what's the style of the Vikings and the Atlanta Falcons, well, okay, you got one team that basically gave up. They're done. The Vikings are done. And yeah, they are. We, they gave away uh, Yannick and Geekway today. Like they're like, you know what? We don't want to. Even, we don't even want to play the rest of the season. We're gonna. We're gonna. Uh, they said they used to say suck for luck. They're tanking for Trevor at this point. Uh, I think you're right. How about uh, you, Matt? Oh, I want to say first of all, I I, I was kind of worried when he mentioned the transitive property, and I was thinking to myself. Are we are we talking about college football all of a sudden? Because I, I got really confused, but 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 he pulled it back there. I, I, I gave him credit, but that was um, almost a compliment. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, you almost complimented <laughs> me the first time this year. Yes, you did. Um, uh, commenting on uh, yeah, we we you know the the best teams find a way to win. It may not always look pretty. It may not always look picturesque. We may not always win forty-seven to zero. But the best teams struggle, and they find a way to even when they're not having a good day or they're missing the good key players, they find a way to win, and that's what the Seahawks have done. It has not been pretty. Every single game, every single week, has not been pretty. Doesn't matter. They get the W's, and the W's are all that matters. That's what it comes down to. And then commenting on Minnesota, uh, <laughs> I want to read a tweet that was shared to me. Uh, that the comments on the on the on the uh, the trade. Um, Minnesota essentially swaps pick number 40 for pick number 90 with Baltimore. And the way his, his deal was structured included an $8 million signing bonus, which would all stay in Minnesota. That may, they may end up paying $10 million and moving back 50 picks in the draft for six games out of Ngikwe. Six games. That's that, that, Minnesota is a huge loser at this point. How did we not? Trade. How did we not do a better option? How did we like, not? How did we not offer a better deal? Yeah, we don't have a lot of draft capital. 
we don't um, we don't have a like if you look at our picks available for for this coming season or this coming draft this next year, we have I think five picks available because we don't have a first rounder, we don't have a second rounder, and we're not going to get any compensation picks, and we traded like a fifth round pick for something else, and and so uh, we're 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 looking we're looking really slim. But you're telling me we can't offer the same exact thing plus a a uh, space pen from NASA or something, a six pack of beer. I, you know, I mean, yeah, well, we send them some Cal- send them some Seattle beer. It's got to be better than the stuff in uh, in um, um, Baltimore. You can send Seattle's mayor there too. <laughs> Just a little shot at uh-huh. Mayor okay. Durkin there. <laughs> um, but yeah, we can. We could, you know, we yeah. I don't, I don't know why we weren't involved. I'm sure they called us because they they know we need. Everyone in the league knows we need something on the defensive line, and I'm sure they called us. I'm, I'm wondering why Schneider couldn't at least match it or go better. Um, I, I really don't know. It, it bothers the crap out of me that we're looking at other positions on the field, which we'll talk about in a bit. I'm sure. But we're but we're totally ignoring the gaping hole on our defensive line and lack of rush. It's such a Ravens friendly Ravens friendly deal, and I just it is. Oh man, I'm just wondering why we couldn't have put something together. Exactly. Well, it's only it's only for the other thing is you got to remember he's a free agent at the end of the year, so it's it's <clears throat> it's only a ten game you know you know signing basically you know so they're they're renting. So you know, it's it it, it really you as Minnesota, you shouldn't expect a lot of money or a lot of a lot in return. Is my point. Uh, back to that, my question. That I mean, this is a stupid theory, maybe, but Atlanta did you know fire Dan Quinn? I mean, do you think with the new coaching staff, they might have been more motivated and did some different things, and maybe that's why they beat Minnesota? Because I still think Minnesota on paper's got a pretty damn good talent. That happens all the time when you have a problem with players and coaches, when the coaches lose the locker room, the coaches get fired immediately afterwards. I would say like eight times out of 10, the team does well for a couple games immediately afterwards. And that's because of a morale boost. But the problem is the weaknesses pop right back up that enthusiasm goes right back down and the realization that people's jobs, not just the coaches, but the players are on the line. So Matt Ryan, it's now on you. No more blaming Dan Quinn, you know, uh, Julio Jones. If this team is going to rebuild, you're the first guy to go. So that kind of realization is going to start popping into these players' minds. Or Matt Ryan is the first guy to go. One or the other. Sure. I I agree with the Julio Jones theory. Well, maybe, I get... maybe both. Who knows? Maybe All right. Full, full rebuild. They've been good for a very long time, and, and you know, they kind of kind of do need a, re- a rebuild. Maybe you, maybe you trade them both now. Well, they have, you get something for them. All right. Well, with that said, you guys talked about the trade earlier today to Baltimore. I mean, the, the trade deadline's not for another two weeks. Do you see the Hawks possibly, you know, making another trade for somebody? Is there anybody out there we might be able to get? Like Ryan Kerrigan, defensive lineman from the Washington, or, I mean, 
what do you think? Is, is there anybody else out there? Well, uh, supposedly there are, you know, supposedly the Chargers are going to be looking at the trade market for Melvin Ingram. Uh, but I don't think we could have the draft capital to pull him off from outbid other teams. Um, JJ Watts name has been thrown around around, uh, you know, there's some linemen swapping possibilities, getting rid of um, our, uh, oh, who's the who's the guard that we're paying a lot of money for but we're not using? B.J. Finney, I think that's Yeah, name. Finney, uh, who's sitting a third on our depth chart in our offensive line. I mean, he's, he's way deep in there, and we're paying him tons of money, and it's kind of pointless, but somebody might want him um, or, or accept a salary dump. Uh, as long as we, you know, take on a bad salary in the other direction as well. I don't know. Um, there's there's a lot of possibilities. One thing's for sure, John Snyder will be looking to improve the team somehow. Uh, you know, we're, yeah, we, we, you know, we just made some uh, assigning for our linebacker depth. Uh, th- that'll help. We're going to get our, we're going to get some reinforcements for our offense in, re- in regards to Carlos Hyde at some point and, and um, my uh, my boy uh, Parkinson, uh, our fourth tight end coming back, which means maybe maybe Hollister becomes a uh, a, uh, a trade trade token they can throw at somebody. Um, you know, so there's there, there's a lot in flux. There's a lot of things that could move. And Schneider has proven he's he's a, a pretty competent GM. Although the fact that we still don't have a defensive line, like. 10 months after we knew we didn't have a defensive line kind of, kind of ruins that. (laughs) (laughs) Seahawks have a huge problem. They have only $4 million left on their cap. Yeah. They need to dump someone. They have (laughs) to dump someone and you have to find. So you can, it no longer works where you can just go up to Houston and say, you know what? I'll take your JJ Watt and his $17 million and we'll pay the rest of that and give you a couple draft picks. That doesn't happen at this point. Um, it, it, it would have to be, Hey, we're going to take whatever player, some, some team that has no shot at winning this year. Um, would have to say like we'll take some player who's a long shot and that you don't want anymore and doesn't cost any money. I don't see a star performer coming to the Seahawks. I thought Yannick Ngigwe could make it because he's coming into a contract year and isn't making all that much. I think he's making like four or five million. So we might have had to fudge the numbers a little bit, but I don't see us fudging the numbers to make something like JJ Watt work. It's going to have to be somebody uh, I you mentioned somebody from the 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 DC football team or I'm sorry FCDC or Washington FCDC whatever they're called um, the football <laughs> the people who stole the Huskies logo yeah oh my god I'm sick of that by the way <laughs> every time I see that on the bottom line I get really confused I do too um, and um, so you know maybe it's going to have to be somebody like that's a little bit under the radar I don't think the Seahawks have enough to offer anything. We already got Jamal Adams gave away all our good stuff. We ain't got nothing left. Well, yeah, like I said, we have, we have, we have limited draft capital in terms of picks and we have 
Yeah, we do have the low the low thing. We're gonna have to get creative, and that's why I mentioned Hollister. You know, we've got we've got Parkinson, who's coming back from a, a non football related injury, probably in another week or two. We've got uh, we've got um, the, the the guard Finney, um, who has who makes a lot of money. Um, uh, but Hollister might, you know, I mean, with, we, behind Hollister, we have Luke Wilson, who is essentially the same player. And Hollister is younger. Uh, he costs a little more, but, uh, you know, he might be inter, you know, there might be a team out there that wants to, needs a tight end, needs tight end depth and wants him, wants a catching tight end. He might be attractive to someone, um, you know, so maybe we, maybe we find a way to dump one or two of those guys that we we're paying right now that we really don't want to pay. And that opens up the, the you know the the payroll a little bit, but we but without the draft capital, yeah, we're going to have to get creative. Okay, my next question then is: you guys talk about the salary cap. Uh, pretend well, uh, pretend I'm a, a st- I don't know anything about the NFL. I mean, I know you, in, in Major League Baseball, if you go over a certain amount, they you get you know you have to pay a tax. If the Seahawks were to go over their cap limit is, is that a possibility or is that an absolute no no that's a pretty easy answer uh the nfl will actually negate the contract and tell you no okay contract no on top of it then. okay okay fair enough um i forget what you guys brought up michael kendricks i mean linebacker he played for us the last couple of years he is now back with a football club i'm excited to have him back because jordan brooks might as well be sitting on the bench the rest of the year. He hasn't done Jack. <clears throat> and, well, he's hurt at the moment too. I understand that, but it, like we've talked about previously, what it was a waste of draft pick. He might be good in a few years, but is Michael Kendricks going to get some playing time? Or, I mean, what do you guys think? I think they, I think they brought him in because we lost Bruce Irvin for the rest of the year. So our our linebacker core is a little light. And with Brooks being banged up, you know, we're you know, and not really being a linebacker, uh, we don't, we don't, we don't, we needed some depth there desperately, and and I think I think he adds, he adds a good, uh, you know, some good depth that, to that position. He's he's proven he's uh, he's a competent linebacker in the past for us, and he's really just I think he's a depth addition really. Jordan Bricks is not good. Cody Barton is not good enough. And Ben Burkirvin is a nice guy who gets to cover kickoffs. And wear and wear the and wear the uniform. He's, he, he gets he to, wear the uniform. to wear the uniform. Yes, that is true. <laughs> um, there is with like Matt said, with the absence of Bruce Irvin, there is no Sam, strong side middle or strong side linebacker. Um, there is nobody to replace him. And the fear that Cody Barton will not turn into a star in this league and the fear that Jordan Brooks is a bust is why Michael Kendricks is back on the team, even with his pending uh, legal problems. Interesting. So you, you, you think Seahawk management realized they screwed up? Then you're saying they know what Michael, they know what Michael Kendricks is. They know what Jordan Brooks is and they know what Cody Barton is. And of course, Ben Burkirvin. And they're, they're saying that this veteran 
hmm. is better than those other guys. That's the message. Wow. Well, pretty they, much. They, yeah. they screwed up and copied that. And that, that for the other thing is that's, that's exactly why I don't mind. And, I, and, and, you know, I said Schneider was a good GM earlier. He's good at, some things, some things he's really got a blind problem on, and the blind problem is that first and second round picks. They just don't know how to use those picks at all. They're literally incompetent, and and to the point where we traded our first round picks for Jamal Adams, and my my my, my reaction was good. We're not going to use them for anything useful anyway. So what's the <laughs> yeah. point? You know, we didn't yep. lose anything in that trade at all. We would have wound up with another player that can't play a position. You know, so. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway. Okay, okay. Uh, you guys, I'll, I'm going to start with Abe. Are you excited for Antonio Brown coming to Seattle? Yeah, I'm excited for Antonio Brown on his way to Seattle uh, International Airport, Seattle SeaTac International Airport, where the jet will refuel and then take him to Siberia, <laughs> where we will never see him again. Here is a guy... With ultimate talent, here's a guy who played for a player's coach in Mike Tomlin at Pittsburgh. Couldn't get along with him. Great quarterback, guy of dubious nature in Roethlisberger, but uh, talented quarterback. Talented quarterback. <laughs> and then he played with uh, Oakland. I take that back. He didn't play with Oakland. He uh, f- went into a a, a cryogenic chamber and froze his toes off <laughs> with Oakland Raiders. And then yeah. he went to, and they hated him. John Gruden couldn't stand him. And then he went to New England and they hated him. Um, one week in, in New England. Yeah. Yeah. No, if, if, if you're telling me that Bilicek, if you're telling me that Tomlin and you tell me that Gruden, uh, Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl winner, multi-time Super Bowl winner. You telling me these coaches hate this guy? Goodbye. I don't want you to even touch down in this city. I want you, you know, on that on that fast plane, that SST supersonic transport to whatever BS place in the world is, and get you far away from this, my hometown. But Russell Wilson says he deserves a second chance. And when Russell talks, we're supposed to do what he says. Um, No. No, I don't think so. Tell me why. Russell Wilson is the quarterback. He is doing his duty. He's doing his job very well this year. There are are almost no complaints in that regard. Uh, I think in the first half of both, uh, of all every game, he tends to hold on the ball too long and get sacked a couple times. But anyway, uh, but other than that, his play has been incredible. He needs to stick to quarterbacking. He's not the GM. He's not the manager. And the honest truth is, is that he has two amazing wide receivers right now already on the roster. And I'm I'm with I'm with Abe. I don't want Antonio Brown's plane to. I don't even want his plane to land in Seattle. It can divert to Portland, PDX, and and then break down and he's stuck in Portland forever. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> he can't rent a car. All, all the, all the rental car agencies refuse to rent to him. So, uh, you know, just keep to delay him long enough. So he can't make it to our, to Seattle during the football season. Um, 
I, I don't I don't want him there. He's locker room toxic. We don't really have a roster spot for him. It's a waste of money when we're already trying to scramble to try and resources when we're trying to somehow find a way to improve our defensive line, which is we've been screaming for the last year, the weakest part of this team. And they're just seem to be ignoring it. It, 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 it blows my mind that the, that like, Hey, everyone in the league, everyone in the league, you ask everyone in the league, what is the problem with the Seahawks? They will all point to the defensive line. And here we are in Seattle and they're, and, and the GM and the manager and everyone's like looking at wide receivers instead. Yeah. Like, and, and, that, and to your point, yeah, it's like, uh, you ask those same people, what's the strongest part of this team, the passing game. So, yeah. so why would I bring in a guy who would demand a hundred targets, you know, in these, the next, uh, 11 weeks, why would I, why would I bring in a guy who could potentially pollute the locker room? Why would I bring in a guy who would take away balls that should go to Lockett and to Metcalf? Uh, it, guys who are his clear superior in talent at this stage and, a, you know, in the game. Antonio Brown's well, time and, is done and gone, and yeah. I, don't, I don't care. Well, and don't forget, I mean, you know, at wide out, it's not just those two. David Moore has stepped up in a big way. Yep. Uh, Freddie Swain, our, uh, the rookie, has been impressive whenever the ball's thrown to him. He, you know, uh, we've got Greg Olson still, who I haven't really seen, con- you know, contribute in a substantive way, but, but that's yet to come, I'm sure, as he gets more in sync with Russell. Uh, you know, I mean, we have the receiving. We, we don't need any more receivers. <laughs> There's no room for him on the roster. We need the defense. <laughs> uh, anyways, I agree with both of you guys. I was hoping someone tonight would want Antonio Brown so we can make fun of them. But that's, <laughs> with, with that said, Antonio Brown is a worthless human being, and he is a oh, wow. Well, no, no, that's and, fair. No, Solak, talk about that. I mean, I, I don't yeah. – I've always stated on this show – I don't want to get into the politics of the situation and I don't want to get into like name calling or, you know, unsubstantiated things about people, but there are facts about Antonio Brown that people should know, right? About his yeah, character. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, I, I can't bring up certain incidents, but I, I'll bring them up. I'll bring them up. I, I, well, I'll, I'll bring them up. I mean, there, there are allegations of sexually assaulting a trainer there are uh, speeding and, and getting sued for over 100 miles an hour in the suburban area. There are a doctor who sued him for not paying his medical bills. There's domestic violence issues. There's a lawsuit uh, about him stealing, like, burglary. Oh, yeah, felony burglary. Oh, I forgot about that. charged with felony burglary of a vehicle, misdemeanor, misdemeanor battery, and misdemeanor criminal uh, mischief on March of this year. And then there is of this year, he pled no contest to it. Yeah. And then he sent, he he sent threatening, he sent threatening text messages to a ex physical therapist. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean like how many things, how, how many strikes does the person get? Well, I mean, I mean, even if you want to, I mean, those are allegations, but he was convicted. He pled no contest to felony battery, burglary charges, 
He got two years of probation and a hundred year, hundred hours of community service, a thirteen eight week anger management counseling program, and a psychological evaluation. And that happened in June, so just four months ago. Damn. I mean, right. they're talking about they're talking about letting him back into the league. Why? I mean. You know, for example, there's another wide receiver who who is uh, disqualified at the moment, but hoping to get back in and 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 into the league, and that the that the that the Seahawks have already supposedly come to an agreement with, and that's Josh Gordon. And Josh Gordon's problems are further behind him than four months ago. He just has substance abuse, though, right? It's not substance. Yeah. He, he, w- he wouldn't say it's abuse. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, he, he the dude likes to get high. All right, let's he wants a little okay. weed. Let him have yeah, a little weed. Good high. deal. And he's violated the policy five times now, but he has not. He has not committed, you know, these colossal, you know, stealing a car and beating people up and getting two years probation. groping, groping you know, women, and yeah, yeah. Well, those are allegations that haven't been, you know. He doesn't know, even have those allegations. Yeah, and exactly. And to support your point. None of this is even like even alleged against Josh Gordon and no. this guy can't get in the league. Whereas this other idiot is, yeah, it's not really, it's not really a, well, Josh Gordon's failed five times, but he's, he's asking for a sixth chance at this point, which is a little ridiculous. I can understand why Un- the league is kind of hesitant. Understood. But it's a, it's a thing that probably 50% of America says is all right. Whereas, you know, for, Antonio Brown, his stuff is like for, for things that a hundred percent of America says, no, you can't do that. No, the criminal justice system has thoroughly charged him. He has been, it's yeah, not allegations. Exactly. I, you know, I there, it's one thing to have allegations against you and that's, you know, whether or not they come out to be true and you were charged, that's a whole different thing. And that's not really maybe our business, so to speak, uh, as far as on the field, but, but he has been officially charged. He has been convicted of these things, and that was only four months ago. And Josh Gordon, his crime is he likes to get a little high every once in a while. By the way, I just want to say, I just want to say that Brian the Soul Man Solak actually charged me last week with with making fun of the Cougars, and I just want to say I'm guilty. <laughs> yes, you are. Hundred percent guilty. Wait, wait, I did wait, it. Wait a second. I was there. It's not making fun of them if it's stating facts. I'm going to go back. We're going to switch. I'll go back to Antonio Brown real quick. One quick. I hope they pack him up in a container and ship him off to China where he belongs. And why um, China? Where he can go hang out with the people who gave us the coronavirus. That's where it all started. Oh, so. oh, um, uh, And then if Josh Gordon does come back, I just ask the Seahawks to not let Sean Kemp into the locker room. Wait, what? You, Wait, what? Well, if you all don't know, Sean Kemp is opening up a weed shop in Seattle. So oh, okay. We don't want those. Keep those two apart. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> hey, um, it, was all, it was all over Twitter today. So it's okay. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying like Sean Kemp was going to like do a tomahawk jam on. No, no. I, I just don't want him to have. You know, score some weed off of him, so we'll just keep those guys apart. So, or because uh, he has, concentrate on, or because he has, a, is the only source in, in the entire Seattle area. Seattle. I also oh, thought, like, no. maybe you might say, like, he might get him pregnant because he just had like 
nine illegitimate children. <laughs> no, he has like 18 kids across the country or something yeah. ridiculous, right? It's, I think it's nine, but yes, it's all across the country. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> uh, moving on, Rashad Penny is still out. Carlos Hyde is still nursing a shoulder injury. I mean, are we screwed basically for backups? Who's Rashad, we worry for- Rashad Penny? Does, doesn't sound familiar. Did I say his name wrong? I'm sorry. Is that a Seahawks player? We, we, have, we have a running back named Penny? Uh, okay, fair Ooh. enough. <laughs> no, to answer Convince your question. we have good backups, please. To answer your question, are we screwed? Um, I don't know if screwed is the right term. I do concern myself, though, that we are putting our we, – we're putting – with Carlos Hyde's injury, we are getting a little bit thin, and I don't know where we're going to get another running back off the waiver wire at this point. And that's why the Antonio Brown thing frustrates me. It's like, well, if you went and told me, like, okay, well, they're going to go get Le'Veon Bell. I actually, even though I hate Le'Veon Bell, I don't like the guy. I think he's a – It would make sense. It would make sense, yep. yes. Yep. Yeah. It would logically fill a hole. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not too, I mean, it, it's hilarious that the reason why I was excited that, uh, that we got, we got Carlos side was because he never gets hurt. And then of course he gets hurt. <laughs> I think that's just our luck of with running back. Um, but that's why we signed him. The dude is, the dude has always been durable in his career and, and, uh, you know, he's not going to impress you, but he'll, he'll show up and he'll carry the ball every Sunday. But, uh, you know, I mean, I don't think it's too serious. I don't think he's going to miss too much more time. Uh, I'm I'm knocking on wood that he'll be he'll be uh, he'll be back soon, and I'm not too worried. I mean, the honest truth is is that behind him we've got Homer and we've got Dallas DJ Dallas, and which are both like replacement level running backs. And you can hit the waiver wire and find those guys a dime a dozen available somewhere. You know, yeah. go 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 to Kmart and, and and they'll be you know stocking shelves and. and Say hey, you want to come run for us? And they'll be like, yeah, sure. Thing is, I'd you like know? a guy that's I would, I would like a guy that's slightly above that though. Oh, I would love that too. That's Carlos Hyde, but yeah, I think I think the reality is is that this is a passing offense first. We pass to set up the run instead of the other way around, like we've done in past years. Yeah. And 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 I think running... that's and I think that's the value. Sorry to interrupt you. That's the value in DJ Jalis and Travis Homer is they come from an offense that's kind of like that. And yeah, they're, catch, they're catchers. They're pass I, catchers. I hated, and all of you who listen to our podcast, which, by the way, we're just two weeks away from our one-year anniversary here on Podbean um, okay. and iTunes. And you guys have all heard me say, Travis Homer, oh, this guy's not going to amount to anything. And that's usually the voice I use. And oh, yeah. the – Sounds like you. The fact of the matter, though, <laughs> the fact of the matter, though, is like if you switch to an offense that's pass oriented, as we have seen this year, I'm starting to like this guy because what he does well is run with the, you know, run on those trap draws, run in a down where the defense doesn't know if it's a pass or run. Mm-hmm. Last year, when he tried to run, you know, when the defense is at like, eight, nine in the box, he couldn't get anywhere. But now, you know, with only, you know, six in the box, he can get some yards. Well, he pass yeah, blocks really well, too. Yeah, he does. And he's a, he's a solid pass catcher. You know, he's a good, good uh, you know, last 
vet guy or whatever you call him, you know, where he drops it off. But when Russell can't find anyone, he just drops it off. Scat, the ba- scat back is what you're thinking about. Yeah, really. Yeah. He, um, he's solid in that, in that regard. And so, it, it, you know, with regards to the, how the offense runs now, I don't think that our depth issues at running back are as big a problem as you, as you are. I mean, like in the past, yes, it would have been a huge deal, but I think the way we built our offense this year, and with the success we've had with our passing game, I don't think it's as big an issue. I think I still think the, the defensive line is the, really the biggest issue on this team. Okay, okay. I, well, what do you I, think, Solak? Personally, I think it, we're screwed if Chris Carson does go down, unless Carlos Side comes back healthy. I agree we're a passing offense, but we do have a running game that we're, we're pretty darn good at. And I remember last year when Carson and Penny went down and – you saw what happened. I mean, he, he, we signed Marshawn Lynch back great, but he had, what, four touchdowns, but he averaged one yard a carry pretty much. And I think that killed us in the end. So I, I'm just I'm just praying that Chris Carson doesn't get hurt. That wasn't my well, question. That was my question was, what would happen, <laughs> Solak, if you went down and you weren't on the podcast? If I went, I, our fans would be disappointed. I'll just say that. Severely disappointed. Severely Very disappointed, close. yep. Yep, and yeah. it, it would um, just it would just end up in a argument between me and Matt about the Huskies yeah. versus Oregon <laughs> about some which, game back in 1985 which, that you know. <laughs> which, exactly. which, if anyone knows us, uh, no, it happens all the damn time and gets really old for anyone other than us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but no, I was going to say I say one more thing though about the running back depth issue. The reality is that I, you know there are a lot of teams that are crap right now, and there are some there are some intriguing backup running backs that we could probably trade for if we really wanted to on you know without too much effort you know I mean probably pry him away like Minnesota the guy who caught my eye at Minnesota the guy who came in for Dalvin Cook uh, Madison Madison is an impressive impressive backup running back it would be kind of interesting to see him. You know, they're they're and, and since they're tanking, obviously, and they're selling off pieces, maybe they'd be open to trading him because they're obviously not going to get rid of Dalvin Cook. He's the best running back in the game right now. Um, so there, you know, there 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 are options out there that would probably be, you know, could be intriguing in the right situation if we find the guy with the right skill set. I saw, you know, their backup or third string running back on someone's roster. I'm sure we could, I'm sure we could pluck him without too much trouble. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to talk about a couple injuries. Uh, Jamal Adams may not be ready this week, and Daryl Taylor, our wonderful second-round pick out of Tennessee, may not play this year at all. Thoughts on Adams not being ready, and what about Daryl Taylor as well? I I mean, was that a wasted draft pick? Matthew Page, you can start. Okay. Um, First of all, Daryl Taylor, not a wasted draft pick. Um, I, I am eager to see him. In, in in the NFL uh, and the clips from him playing in Tennessee against some real defensive line or offensive lines um, you know he, he impressed me um, we'll, we'll you know it's it's unfortunate but you know we'll, we'll if, if we have to wait till next year we'll wait till next year I don't I, I don't regret that draft pick if I'm if I'm the GM it's unfortunate but I don't regret it uh, regarding Jamal Adams you know, at this point, let's 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 get him fully healthy because we're going to need him down the stretch, and we're going to need him in the playoffs 
and he 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 when he's on the field, everyone on that defense seems to play at a next level. And we need him healthy, and we need him out there. And so, if we needed to have him sit for another week, or whatever, that's fine. The long-term benefits outweigh the short-term shortfall. And you, Abraham, agree, disagree? The way I look at it is, a first-round draft pick should be a star. A second, and even a third-round draft pick, should be a good, slightly above replacement-level player. Uh, a starter. A starter. A fourth and fifth pick, those are your those are your special team guys and you know, maybe they're no name, you know, standard guys who last like five or six years. And then sixth and seventh round picks are nobodies who every once in a while you get a Chris Carson. A no Jer- you know, uh S- Steve Largent, that kind of guy. Um now with you're you're talking about Daryl Taylor. I expect the guy to be a starter at some point. However, if it's not this year, it doesn't bother me. It'd be like if we start getting in next year and the guy keeps getting injured and then it's like, okay, well, this was a waste. Too early on him. Now, you know, you take that with Jordan Brooks. Dude should be coming in here, first round pick, and should be, if not a star, should at least be like a Pro Bowl alternate. Or, you know, somebody that's contributing quite a bit. And making an impact. Making an impact. Yeah. So, to answer your question, I'm not going to give them up on him yet. Whereas I'm giving up on other players. Um, you know, like LJ Collier or Jordan Brooks. Where he was selected does right. not deserve us giving up on him yet. Fair enough. How about Adams being out? It might be out. It's still hurt. Do you think we should sit him another week? Yes. Um, this game against the Cardinals is a trap game. And this game is one that I know later on, uh, Brian, the soul man, so like you're going to be telling us uh, or asking us, you know, like what, what's our projections? Uh, I'm actually projecting a loss this Sunday night. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Five and one doesn't bother me. So sit him. Let him get healthy. Don't rush it. Fair enough. And sadly, I agree with you both, so I can't really argue. So <laughs> um, moving on, I'm going to talk. Pete Carroll brought up an, an interesting name this week in his press conference. DJ Reed is getting healthy, and he could be back within the next couple weeks. Who is DJ Reed? You say, you, you say, I mean, he, he's a, a waiver wire guy. We picked up from the 49ers. He's a cornerback. He, he played for the Niners for, I think two seasons, had some decent stats for a backup. I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited for this. I think, I think I know the Niners thought he wasn't going to be able to play this year and that's why they let him go. And I think this is valuable depth for us. If, if DJ Reed is actually healthy, can you guys convince me that I'm right? Or do you know anything about him that I don't? All I remember is that he was at Kansas State. And then all of a sudden you <laughs> send me a message that he's in the NFL. That is okay. all I remember. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, he was at Kansas State. And and they played Iowa State. And then like four years later, you're telling me, hey, this guy's a Seahawk. 
Okay, great. Um, <laughs> no, he was a big deal in the Big 12. I mean, he was a big deal. I think about our situation with Trey Flowers. He can't be worse, can he? I mean, Trey Flowers is no good. We got to do something, man. Because I'm telling you what, we, we can't just sit here and keep rolling out, you know, keep rolling out Trey Flowers to get burned time after time after time. Dude, uh, the dude is probably, if there's anything salvageable in Trey Flowers, it's in a dime or nickel package. It's He's not a starter in this league. Hopefully, no. Ryan Neal, who has kind of made a name for himself, takes that position, and hopefully this guy can give us other alternatives. How about you, Matthew? Um, I have to echo with, with, with Ipsen on Ryan Neal. I, I really like what I've seen from Ryan Neal. He's he's definitely taken advantage of the opportunity to play um, and, and, and really, you know, I mean, he's shown up and, and you got to give him props for how he's played. Um, but interesting fact about about uh, about DJ Reed. Abe, you said he played for Kansas State. I don't remember him at Kansas State. You know where I remember him from? Where? Fresno State. He played for Fresno State way back in the day. See, I don't even know what freaking team he played for in college. <laughs> no, he played for Kansas State too. He, he oh, he did. Played okay. his freshman year okay. at Fresno State. Then he like went to like junior college and then transferred to up to Kansas State. I thought you were going to tell me like there's like five different DJ Reeds in the league. No, no, <laughs> no, same guy. Um, but I remember watching him because I, I watch a lot of Mountain West games. I love watching the Mountain West conference. I'm, is is that your is that your ACC for me? Like because I yeah, I apparently watch day. nothing but ACC yeah. games. And I'm the, I'm, I'm the weird guy who likes watching the eight thirty game on Saturday night. All right, <laughs> uh, which is always a Mountain West game or something or Hawaii or whatever. Uh, so I remember I remember seeing him, um, and and that's where the name I immediately went Preston State. You know. Uh, I hadn't heard much about him. I know that he was a 49er and we claimed him in the off season and he's been hurt. Um, but the honest truth is, is at this point, yeah, Trey, Fla- if he can replace Trey Flowers, I'd be happy with that. Uh, and, and I've said it many times before, the one place on the field that I respect Pete Carroll's judgment on absolutely is in the secondary. He knows his secondary guys. And if he, if he's targeted this guy and wants to bring him in, there's something there. So I'll, uh, you know, that's the one area of the field that, that Pete has, has made me not question his judgment in. Right on. Um, moving on, before we grade the, you know, talk about the rest of the season, we play the Cardinals Sunday night, uh, the, the night game. I mean, what's your preview? Someone tell me about the Cardinals. I mean, here you go, Abe, you're the one who says the Seahawks are going to lose. Tell me a little bit about the Cardinals. Okay, so the so Cardinal is um... – an avian it's a bird of the genus uh, and species of oh do you mean the team oh i knew i worded that and only, only the male is the bright vivid red right tell me about the arizona cardinals and, and they make a sound like and, and they make a sound during mating season such as and they are located in arizona i i saw several well i looked I have, we, yeah. we have that we, we have that sound on recording now we <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so my opinion of the Arizona Cardinals is that they're an up and coming team with a lot of flaws, but I mean, that's not unlike every other team in the NFC West. <laughs> Basically you're looking at 
You're looking at a offense-heavy team who can run with Kenyon Drake, who can pass to DeAndre Hopkins, who has a prolific quarterback, but they have flaws. <laughs> so they're... Their prolific quarterback is not as good as Russell Wilson, not even in the same category. Um, he can he can run like a demon. He cannot pass the ball. But that's okay because the Seahawks cannot defend the pass. So, <laughs> um, so I expect there to be a high amount of yardage where maybe against a Pittsburgh Steelers or a Baltimore Ravens defense, he wouldn't do that at all. Um, I expect a high amount of yardage, yardage through the air. What the Seahawks are going to experience is a team, though, on defense in the Cardinals that can't rush Russell Wilson. Chandler Jones, the man of double-digit sacks of the last decade, is no longer healthy. He, he's injured. He's not He's not going to play. They got great DBs. They got uh, Buda Baker. They got Patrick Peterson. But they suck on the defensive line. Does that sound familiar? So, um, just a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So I expect this to be a high-scoring game. You're looking at something like 38 to 35. But I'm going to actually put the Cardinals a little bit ahead, and that's only because of an impressive win that I saw last week with the Cardinals over the over the Cowboys. I think they think that they can beat people now because they beat an overrated piece of garbage team like the Cowboys. Uh, but before I go to you, Matt, I am going to say I, missing Chandler Jones is huge for that team, but he only had one sack. That team still has 16 sacks in the season without him. I mean, compared to what we, what Seahawks have nine sacks. I mean, their pass rush isn't much better than ours, but they still, have, I still see them getting three or four sacks against this Sunday. Anyways, Matthew Page, what's your opinion? Well, First, I'll address your point, and I want to make, I want to draw your attention to a guy named Jadavon Clowney, who never draws many sacks in his stats, but they have to they have to double man him on the offensive line. They have to put two guys on him, which opens up the other side or other players to go and do the sacks. So not so losing a guy as prolific as Mr. Jones has serious impacts on the rest the other rushers on the team as well it's not it's not Agreed. just oh he only has one it's it's you know now the offensive line doesn't have to worry about him they can focus on the others and and so it it, it definitely does you know add up um i'm optimistic about this team i'm not as high on kyle on this game i'm not as high on kyler murray as everyone else uh fantasy rosters not discussed <laughs> um I may have have I may have him in one point fantasy leagues, but I benched him immediately for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but uh, no, I um I, I'm just, I'm you know I mean they yeah they 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 destroyed Dallas, which yeah was impressive. They absolutely destroyed Dallas. It was like thirty or forty to forty to ten or something like that, um, and it wasn't even close. It was not worth watching really. Um, but uh, you know I mean. Yeah, they on 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 passing attack on paper, you know, they've got one of the best rideouts in the game right now and they've got the greatest wide receiver in all time still there as well. Um who even in, you know, age 40 is still five times better than most receivers in the league. Um and they've got a they've got a good, you know, Drake is a is a is a real weapon out of the backfield. 
Um, they're organized and um, they, uh, you know, they're together, but they're, they're young and they make dumb mistakes, especially Mr. Murray. Um, so I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to have to lean on, uh, on Russell as being the edge here because yeah, they have a lot of same flaws that we do. Um, but, and they're built kind of similarly, but we've got the, we've got the far edge in the quarterback position and the competency behind in the, in the quarterback position. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say we come out of a win. You have a score? Just curious. Um, well, we never win pretty. <laughs> like I yeah. said earlier. So, uh, yeah, it will be a higher scoring game. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 38 to 35. That's what I say. Okay. Is that what you said? Yeah, but you're flipping Except it. You say, yeah, you're flipping it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll, then I'll change mine. I'll say 41 to 39. Oh, no, I was going to take you for the exact score and, and, and raise you a beer. Oh, okay. Do sure. it, do it, do it. <laughs> um, I, I agree with both your assessments, I, but I see Buddha Baker intercepting Russell Wilson late in the ball game and returning it for a touchdown, and Arizona's going to win 34 to 30. That is my prediction on Sunday. What do you guys want to bet it's going to be 6 to 6 like that Thursday night game like three or four years ago? <laughs> that was awful. I, I, well, I see your, I see your Buda Baker interception and I raise you a Bobby Wagner fumble recovery for a touchdown. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Dude, that six to six game, like three years ago, I texted oh. my cousin who lives in Phoenix and I said, the NFL Painful. should not award a tie. They should oh, award a loss to both teams. It should be a loss for both teams. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad game. <laughs> It hurts to watch. It really did. <laughs> um, m- moving on, I want to I want to do one last segment because I know our time is cutting short. Um, back in the spring, I think it was the spring, we made our, our predictions for the Seahawks after the schedule came out. I'm almost positive I picked them eleven and five, and I think Matt said ten and six. Abe said nine and seven, I believe. I mean, I could be wrong. I might have said nine and seven. Yes, I might have. I, I did. Ten and six. No, I did say that. No, about right. Yeah. Oh, so we're, we'll go with that. With that said, I'd like to briefly go through the rest of the schedule. I mean, now we're five and zero. Oh, I just want to see go through them real quick and see what our, the record's going to be. Before I mean, before we, we do, can I just say one thing in my defense? Say two things. No, I'll say one thing. It's fine. <laughs> I'm um, a smart ass. Sorry. <laughs> go ahead i chose nine and seven and if you look at the fact that we're at five wins by percentage we're closer to nine wins than we are to 10 or 11 <laughs> so i'm kind of right so far you are leading <laughs> i'm leading in, in, yes so the math right. does back that up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, with that said, after sen- we already made our Sunday's prediction, so I guess that would put five and one right now for Abe, five and one for me, Matt, six and zero. Oh. So if we can keep track mentally, or I'll try to write it down. Um, the following game, we play San Francisco at home. Th- thoughts on who's going to? Are we going to beat them here at home? Win. I don't, we'll win. You 
say win, okay. Jacks will win. Uh, San Francisco. That's a All win. 49ers. That's yeah. a win. And I'll, I'll agree it's a win for a home game. I'll agree with that, the way San Francisco's been playing. So, um, then the following Sunday, November 8th, we go, we travel to Buffalo. Um, I, I, I'd like to take this one first. I, I know Buffalo started out strong, and I think they've lost their last two. But I, I really see Seattle not winning this game. I think Buffalo can beat us. That's a loss. That's a loss. Yeah. So that in is our first loss, yes. Okay. For me, at least. Uh, <laughs> and then the, the next game, they travel to L.A. So what do you think about that? Loss. Loss. Yeah, I agree with you, too. Another loss. I'm trying to get to seven losses here, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, no, I, I, I hear you, but I, I just I think they can beat us. I think they're built to beat us. And then, and then, then they have a short week, and they play Arizona here at home. Oh, that's a that's a win. So win that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a win. Yeah, I agree with you too. Um, and then they have they play the following week on a Monday night at Philly. Oh, that's a win! That's a win. Oh my God, that's a win. And that <laughs> and that was where, like, I think that that was one of that in Buffalo. I, I, uh, I kind of had them flipped. Like I, I thought like, Oh, we're just going to trounce Buffalo and we're going to lose to Philly. No, we're going to beat the ever loving snuff out of Philadelphia, but we'll lose to Buffalo. So yeah, I'm saying no to Philadelphia or win, win to Philadelphia. Sorry. Win to Philly. I, I agree. And you said win as well, Matt. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm, I'm going to combine the next two weeks. Uh, they played New York and New York at home, the giants and the Jets. Both wins. Both wins. Without even trying. <laughs> God. Pathetic. Schedule's looking good for us. This, schedule gets, look- this schedule gets easy. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. After- I'm going to be honest. Like, where I'm worried is, like, only NFC West. Like, those are the ones That's where I have it. to think. Like, oh, I don't know. Um. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I'm looking at this schedule that's ahead of us, and it's like the only ones that I care that that worry me are obviously the Bills uh, and then the NFC West. Uh, okay, and then the following week they go travel back and play Washington. When they don't have a quarterback, I mean, how are they going to beat us if they don't have a? They don't have a team. I'll say win as well. They don't um, even have a team nickname. No, and apparently there was a report that came out earlier, like this week, that said that they they might play under the same no name next year too. <laughs> They're so bad and broken as an organization, they can't come up with a name within a year. I think the NFL should force them not to have a team nickname until they win and get into a playoffs game. <laughs> <laughs> you be good, uh, then we can start talking about a nickname. Good point. Um, uh, following week, they play the Rams here at home two days after Christmas. Um, I have that we're going to split it, the Rams. So I'm going to say we're going to win that one. Ah, uh, damn it, Matt! You said the exact same thing. I was going to say, I'm going to. I was going to say we, we're splitting with the Rams. So take the opposite of what I picked earlier, which I think I said win. This one's no. I think last time I said loss. I said this lost. one's a win. Yeah. 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 They beat I'm, us at their house. And we we win at our house. I'm going straight up split on the NFC West, to be honest. I agree with that. And then the, they it closed the season at San Francisco, and I'll, I'll I'll definitely say loss there. I'm trying to think of how many. Um, 
Okay, I said loss, loss. So I have I have only two losses so far. Yeah, I'm gonna say we'll we'll, we'll blow the last game at the 49ers. They they're yeah okay. What's the loss? I think so, I said we beat so the gonna... 49ers, so I'm gonna say loss. And I'm gonna say this time though, yeah. the loss will be at less lesser than the yardage that Hollister lost the game. So instead of a yard, it'll be half a yard from the goal line to mm. lose to lose the game. Wow. That is a good point. So, uh, I think I projected a 13 and 3 this time. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And then Abe's got three. Abe's got four losses. So he says 12 and 4. <laughs> and I say 12 and 4 as well. So I changed my answers. Uh, I need to stick with the 9 and 7. So <laughs> we lose to all the NFC West teams. Every single time. <laughs> Pretty much that's the only way you can make it happen at this point. We, exactly. We go over <laughs> NFC West. We're not yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna lose to the Giants we are, or the Jets. We're undefeated we're against non NFC West teams. Or the Redskins. Oh sorry, the Washington football team. <laughs> oh my god, that um, is such a garbage schedule outside of like the first couple of weeks are were hard. Well, no, and that that's important because, like, um, the reason why I said nine and seven, I honestly thought Minnesota, Atlanta, and Dallas wouldn't be the hot garbage that they are. Yeah, exactly. oh yeah. I thought they had competent people <laughs> running the teams. <laughs> I was wrong. You were wrong, Abraham. Shocking! Wow. They yeah, are, we got that recorded. There we are morons running amok in Atlanta. <laughs> And Minnesota and Dallas, obviously. <laughs> hey, do we have time to grade the positions real quick? Or we'll, let's grade the positions real quick. Let's do it. Yeah, all right. All right. Um, well, I need are, to point out that you, yeah. that you wanted us to grade them by elementary school specs. So in my elementary school, it was O for outstanding, then plus for good, then check for like a C-level competent met satisfactory, and then minus for everything below that. Is that how we're going to grade it? Or are we going to use ABC? DF. I think with our listeners, we probably should do ABCDF. All right. <laughs> so, Solak and I went to uh, Catholic school where academics were actually important. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Okay. So we're not going to go. Like? We're not going to go with gold star and you tried, Matthew Page. Good job. <laughs> no, we're going to use alphabet grades. It was elementary schools. I mean. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, dude, go to <laughs> no, 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 no. Go to Catholic school in the elementary school. We got yeah. nuns hitting you with with freaking rulers and chalk. Mm-hmm. And yep. I did get hit with chalk, by the way. Um, <laughs> I deserved it, first of all. I had, I but, had a math uh, teacher that liked to throw the erase the driveboard eraser at me because I wouldn't shut up. Chalk hurts more. <laughs> we used, and I obviously, know. by the way, that eraser didn't teach you a lesson, did it? No, really did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're getting off topic. Quarterback, what's your what's your rating? Yeah, we're we on the table here. We what, got what one. We have one. Yeah, I agree. We, we have the, the check. Yeah, got one. No, uh, at the, at the, for the Seattle Seahawks at their quarterback position, I assess them with an A plus grade. I I'll say A. I would Sorry say. To interrupt you. I'll go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was, I was going to say A because nobody's perfect, so he, we'll say A. I would say that he's no Rick Meyer, but Russell oh. Wilson is actually that's, good. 
And so A plus, I don't know how you can get any better than the statistics or the wins on this team. The guy gets sacked a little more than I want, but that's basically like complaining that your model girlfriend doesn't like pro wrestling. Like it's it's like, okay, well, we're going to have to go with a plus, but like, okay. That's a weird comparison, but okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I'm still looking for that girl who likes pro wrestling, I guess. Running backs. We'll start with you, Abe. Uh, yeah. Abraham should not be a running back on this team. That's I agree. That's agreed. Um, I would say that this is a solid B plus. I really love that DJ Dallas and Travis Homer fit this passing offense. I am a little bit bummed that Carlos Hyde got injured. Like Matt said, his whole big deal was that he doesn't get injured, but that being said, it was the right pick at the time. Um, Chris Carson's amazing top five running back. And the only, the only bummer is that like, okay, Carlos Hyde is injured, but that's a fluke because he doesn't normally get injured. Hey, Matthew, I'm going to go with a solid B for pretty much all the reasons he just covered. I, you know, I like the, I like the, uh, I like Carson. Uh, I like Homer and what he's been doing. I am a little disappointed with Carlos Hyde, but he'll be back and and doing his thing. And um, you know, the, not just not just from the uh, uh, rushing aspect. The you know they've been they've been involved in the passing attack as well. Uh, Carson's caught like three or three touchdowns. Four, out of the four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. Yeah. So I mean, you know, they, they're involved in the passing attack as well. It's that's uh, you know that's that's double dipping as far as I'm concerned from the position. So, uh, you know, it's all, it's all good. So I'm going to give it a solid B. No, I, I agree with both of you guys. I'll go B as well for all this, right, those reasons. And I've never said this before, but every time I think of DJ Dallas, it, it makes me think of a movie back in, I think we were in high school, Abraham. I'll leave the first name out, but it's blank does Dallas. Do you, do you remember that movie, Abe? Uh, remember it. I was in it. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, right. Uh, donuts. Yeah. Donuts in Dallas. Right. right? I, yeah. 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 I was in that Donuts in Dallas. It was a Winchell's commercial. Makes me, makes me think of that movie. I don't know why. Just, just because. Um, uh, interesting that that comes to your mind there, Solak. But yeah. uh, moving on. <laughs> the winter uh, nights on. must why just you... fly by in Solak's household. <laughs> Wide receiver. I will start. I will go with A. I mean, like I said, nobody's perfect, but we have two of the best receivers in the NFL. So A is a solid grade, in my opinion. I give an A minus. The only better passing attack as far as wide receivers, I'd give it to Dallas. But Dallas is so inept, they can't figure out how to make it work. Good news is we're ept, which I think is the opposite of inept. So, yeah. (laughs) All right. How about you, Matt? Okay, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, no, I, I, the only, the only raw, the only more talented receiver core in the game I can think of is Atlanta, and, and they're as inept as, as, uh, as Dallas is. Um, but in terms of you know the production and stuff, I, dude, I gotta give a solid, I gotta give it a solid A. Um, the only, the only reason it's not an A plus. I'm still waiting on Greg Olson to show up, well, but I'm that, not. But I'm not concerned. Okay. With that said, we're gonna talk. I mean, tight end. What's your, 
you, you can start with tight ends, which are great on the tight ends. And well, see, he lines up as a wide receiver half the time. That's why I'm. That's why I'm not going to dig him there. But uh, tight end at wide receiver. Uh, no, I'm wide receivers. I think we have a very deep core with with Olson, Disley, Hollister. Luke Wilson is in theory apparently wearing the wearing the jersey at some time. Uh, and and um, no, I, I the performance there has been solid. Um, I'll give it a B. Abraham. Uh B. I mean. It's good. It's really good. There's there there's solid players up and down. It's four man deep on the tight on the tight ends. Not amazing, but good. Uh, going into the season, I mean, I was excited with this four man crew, but I mean, it's probably not their fault. But I'm going to give them a B minus C plus just because I don't know if it's because Wilson's just not using them or they're not getting open. But I haven't seen much production there yet. So. Wait, you're going to give them a B minus B plus? No, B minus or C, maybe even a C plus. Oh, okay, I thought you said B minus or B plus. Oh, I'm like, I'm that's a B, though. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, they 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 aren't an A yet because uh, Mr. Parkinson hasn't shown up yet because he's been hurt. Oh, I hope you're right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching him play. Uh, offensive line. What is your? I mean, obviously we have still have like ten or twelve of them, but what's your rating? I'm gonna have to give him a B plus. I mean, every time I've seen Russell Wilson sacked, it's not by their doing necessarily. Like maybe two or three times, but like most of the times that Russell Wilson gets sacked, he's had six or seven seconds to throw the ball. And the couple of times that I've seen the Seahawks get sacked, it's against a superior player. And there's nothing you can do against a superior talent. So, you know, if... If you can stop the mediocre guys from getting your quarterback, that's all I care about. What about you, Matt? Um, yeah, I have to go B plus. I, I agree. You know, I mean, yeah. Every time I see the sack happen, it's like, dude, you had like ten seconds. You should have gotten rid of it. You know, in the NFL, the rule of thumb is two and a half seconds for a quarterback. You should you should be able to scan the field. You should be able to make a decision. You should be able to throw it within two and a half seconds. And and. They've given him significantly more than that uh, regularly, and you know, like with with some exceptions, like Abraham was saying. I mean, you know, there are some amazing, you know, pass rushers you're not going to be able to fully block ever or all game at least. They're going to get lucky one or two plays, um, but yeah, no, they're consistent on pass blocking. They're giving him plenty of time, and they've been opening holes for our running backs pretty consistently as well. Uh, there's been some, some very successful. Uh, 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 screen passes as well, which I love to see actually being used this year. Um, and, and then I've seen some, some big bodies down the field blowing holes for, for, uh, for Carson and, and, and Homer and so forth. Um, and I'm, I'm quite happy with how they're doing. I agree. B plus was my grade as well. And then the, the who's, who's our right guard we got in the third round. I'm, I'm really happy with that kid. Damien Lewis. Thank you. Yeah. He's, He's the highest rated, one of the highest rated guards in the, in the game right now. Already, which is funny because he has the most fouls on the team. Mm. That means he's doing really well. Well, well, we got doing really well. So we, we, somebody needed to take up that man. (laughs) He's a rookie too. He's learning. Um, Defensive line. I'll go first. I'm going to say with nine sacks, I'm going to go. I got to say F. Still, they're they're not doing a great. Obviously, we talked about it. I don't. No one's really standing out. So F. Manoia maybe is the only good one who I've liked so far. So I have a question. 
Yeah. Do, do we rate them on like the performance, or do we rate them for how good they are, considering how little talent we have there? Your choice. Because, my because on 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 my scale, on my scale, considering we have basically no one on the defensive line at all, uh, or of <laughs> note, I, I think they've done reasonably okay, but there's no one there. Yeah. I think what you're saying is like, it's like asking Forrest Gump to invent rocket fuel. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, you, My you mama just, always said you put, you like, put fire and gasoline next to each other. The guys, <laughs> yeah. The guys, the guys who are there are obviously giving it all their all, but they're just not talented enough to, to do a good job. As far as compared to the rest of the NFL F, as far as, the effort that I've seen from the players who are there, I might give them a C. Fair enough. Abraham? Um, I give them a D minus minus, which is what I think I got in Miss Baumgartner's English class during sophomore year at Blanchett. Um, she being nice to you, by the way. She should have given you an F. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that dog she ran over then. She didn't want to see you back <laughs> the following year. Exactly. <laughs> Um, like I like Alton Robinson. I like the idea of, you know, Daryl, Daryl, uh, uh, Taylor coming in. I don't like any of the other guys like Jaron Reed's a big, nothing. LJ Collier has never been in anything. Uh, okay, fine. Mayo has been okay, but, there's a whole bunch of Ford hasn't shown me anything. Um, uh, what's his name? Shaquem green. Rush, Rush, Rushim green. Rushim, yeah. Yeah. Where has his name been? I haven't heard him like He's all it. Oh, well, there you go. You know, the, <laughs> the most important ability is availability. And like the guy, you know, the guys who are injured, they're not there. The guys who are there, they're not doing anything. So D minus minus. Fair enough. Uh, linebacker core. Matthew. Uh, linebacker core, you know, they're trying to cover for a lot of people, but in terms of their individual play, two out of the three are always, are, are two of the best linebackers in the game. Uh, the third one has, has been Jordan Brooks because of, what of uh, Bruce Irvin's injury, and that's a, that's a big no-no. So two thirds is an A, and one is an F. So I'll give it a C plus. Yeah, similarly right. with me, like it's a, it's maybe a C plus, just flat out C. Now let's go C flat. C flat, okay. C flat. I not mean, a C, not, as amazing. Not a C sharp. Not a C sharp. No, no, no. Shannon okay. Sharp here. So wait, but, is a C flat a C minus? Because the man is flat. And, <laughs> no, okay. Not just flat. I, I love okay. Bobby Wagner. I love I love KJ Wright, but disaster in selecting um, Jordan Brooks. Ben Burkirvan is nothing. Cody Barton has developed into nothing, which is weird because Ken Norton's a linebacker coach. Our defensive coordinator should know how to develop a linebacker and he hasn't. So maybe that's an indictment on him. I don't know, but 
it's because the total population of linebackers are like Matt said, they're either, you know, prime, prime, prime rib, you know, USDA, a, a grade meat, or they're all, you know, Chuck roast. And (laughs) so I got to meet you in the middle somewhere and that's a C. Um, I, well, I want to say, I want to add one more note real quick, real quick. The addition of Michael Kendricks, if you come back to me in like five weeks and they've been starting Ken Michael Kendricks as the third linebacker, that raises the C, the C plus, I think I gave it, or a C to like a B minus. My only fear there though, Matt, is that they start going to that bull, bull, bull. Um, there's no word after that. I'm just going to say bull. bull. From night court? Yeah. Shannon, Shannon, Ma- or, uh. Richard Mall, that's his name. Richard Mall. Yeah. Richard Mall. Um, yeah. <laughs> by the way, I love that scene, like where there's the next generation Star Trek fans, and then the original Star Trek fans, and then he gives them both like the bull death grip instead of like the Vulcan death grip. Anyway. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So back, uh, to, back to the topic. So, <laughs> Linebacker. So so Richard Mall. I would prefer him, you know, playing linebacker um, than Jordan Brooks. And I don't know, with Michael Kendricks, here's what I worry about, is that they're going to do this bull about having a 4-3, a 4-3 lineup against like a four-receiver set, which is something they did last year and just baffled me. I don't know if you guys remember that. I don't know if you guys remember, like, they just refused to go into a nickel package. And it's like... I'm sorry, as great as Wagner, Wright, and Kendricks are, they're really good. They run a 4-5, and you're putting them against receivers that run a 4-2. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. That's why we consistently got burned. Uh, oh, since we rambled on that one too long, I'll just say I was going to say <laughs> B plus because B, B+ of Wagner and Wright, but you guys convinced me about, about our depth, and so I'll say C plus for linebackers. Uh, defensive backfield. This is kind of hard to grade with all the injuries, but what, what's your thoughts? The one, the one game they were all in there together. Uh, a, but overall in the season that hasn't happened again, has it? No. Um, you know, individually they're all great. Griffin, Shaquille Griffin, probably being the weakest uh, as far as the, the main four starters, I guess. Um, I really like I, I like what I've seen from Ryan Neal stepping up. Um, Amadi I think is good in certain situations. Um, Blair I am bummed as heck to lose. I really liked him. I really liked what I saw. He was definitely developing into something the next something next level. Um, and Flowers continues to frustrate me. Um, so on the whole. I, I want to, I guess I got to say like a, like a B minus. Yeah. Like Matt said, if you, if you can be the full defense, um, defense backfield, healthy, 100% playing with Diggs, you know, with Adams, with Griffin and with, um, Dunbar. 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 Yeah. It's great. Solid A, but. You know, the way it is right now, it's like a D. Like, it's a D, man. Unless these guys get healthy and they all get on 
back on track, we're in trouble, man. Oh, you swayed my mind. I was going to say B minus, but so I'll, I'll drop it to a C. I, I do agree with you. If they don't get healthy, we are in trouble. Oh, I was going to say you're entitled to make up your own mind. You don't have to no, listen to our grades. No, I, I know. I, <laughs> but he made a good point. It's hard for me to say that, but he did. So, Which I always I, I, make on every show in pretty much every segment, by the way, first uh-huh, of all. Sure. Nothing yeah. but Except good points. Too. It's great that you never bring that up. Except you for know, when you talk so back about my cougars, but we'll talk about that at another time. No, um, we already determined. No, hang on. We're not going to let this go. We've already determined that you don't like the truth and you, you hate to hear it. And I'm I your friend. Truth, right? I'm your friend. I want you to know the <laughs> truth and that the cougars are not good. Uh, and, 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 and like I said, it, it, it's not making fun of the cougars if it's stating a fact. That's right. <laughs> All right. To all our listeners, we're going to have a Pac-12 preseason in two weeks, and we'll discuss who's a freaking better team here. Anyways, uh, special teams. The, the special teams, I'll say A minus. <laughs> I mean, we got Michael Dixon's one of the best punters in the NFL, and our kicker hasn't really kicked many field goals this year, but he's a decent kicker, so I'll say A minus special teams. Nobody's returning any kickoffs this year, anyways. It seems like every kickoff they goes out of the end zone yeah it's been a while since i've seen the special teams on the seahawks that i forget we play that part of the game because yeah it's all kicked through the it's all kicks through the end zone we don't kick field goals and um no. and the punts are amazing um so i'll just go with the based off of punts yeah yeah i'll give it a i'll give it an a minus how about you matt uh dixon absolutely best punter of the game by far He's amazing, and uh, so I agree. Um, he also does a solid job holding for Mr. Myers, the place kicker, who really only shows up to kick extra points, and he doesn't seem to have a problem kicking extra points. So, you know, pretty solid there. Um, we have what? We have um, Homer doing the kick returns, but he never gets the return because everyone's – yeah, like you said, everyone's kicking out of the end zone nowadays. And um, – yeah, who's our punt returners? Amadi and we Moore? we we don't return punts because like we keep giving up touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we haven't really had enough there. The jury's still out, but the the the, the parts that we have played, I'll give an A minus to. All right, uh, any quick shout outs? I'll I'll go ahead and start. I'm going to sh- give a shout out to the Bellingham Bells who we cover. Uh, they are looking for people to hire for next season. So if you guys are anybody out there looking for a job who lives up near Bellingham, uh, go to bellinghambells.com. Uh, you, had to, you had to qualify it with that. I was like, man, the commute time would be a little rough, but it'd be nice. Exactly. It would be nice. <laughs> How about you guys? Any shout I out? give a shout out to Rob English. He couldn't make it tonight, but we'll get him next oh, time. Oh. And uh, uh, check out his podcast. That's SoCal Seahawk, and uh, it's on Podbean, and I believe Spotify as well. How about you, Matt? Uh, no shout-outs uh, at the moment, myself. Um, yeah, I just I echo that, that Rob English, he's the man. Check him out uh, as well on his podcast, absolutely. And uh, go Hawks. Go Hawks. Check out all our great podcasts here on Podbean at Seattle Sports Union. As well, check us out on Spotify, on iTunes, and like us on Facebook, as well as check us out on at Seattle Sports U, that's on Twitter, and of course, all our great articles 
at www.seattlesportsunion.com. My name is Abraham, Abraham DeWeese. Our guest today was Matt Page. And the man, the myth, the legend host tonight was Brian the Soul Man Solak. <laughs>